to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Last week, we talked about indecision. This week, I want to share all about the concept of making decisions ahead of time. This method of making decisions is key to getting amazing results in your work and your life. Making decisions ahead of time means deciding how you want to respond, what you want to do, or how you want to feel in advance of an actual event. Here's a non-business example to demonstrate, unless your business happens to be kitchen design, installation, or carpentry. I am planning a kitchen remodel in my home right now. We're aiming for a September install date. It's currently June. I've decided that I want to feel calm, confident, and committed throughout the process once we start actually tearing out the old and putting in the new. I want to feel confident that I know exactly what will fit and where, that I've purchased the right quantity of everything, and that I won't be scrambling to figure something out last minute because I couldn't decide or I forgot or something. And I have felt the opposite in past kitchen remodels. It's not a feeling I want to repeat. This is actually my fifth kitchen remodel. So I've learned a lot of circumstantial things that I like, but I also know that I can create the experience I want to have by deciding everything now. And that's what we're talking about. To feel calm, confident, and committed, I decided that I want to have a very clear plan of every detail, choosing every piece in advance. Now, to define that clearness, that's my thoughts. So I have to decide what it is, what does it mean for me to feel very clear and complete on this plan. So for me, that means I don't want to leave any decisions to the last minute. I don't want to wait and see how I feel in the moment and make decisions then. I want to know that once I push the button to order, that I've decided that this is my moment of commitment and I'm not going to change. That's a commitment I'm just going to make in my own brain, right? Like I could always change something in reality, but for me to feel the way I want, I'm going to believe that this is it. No changes after that, unless we discover an actual error that needs to be corrected. And then I'm totally comfortable with that. For a kitchen remodel, this probably makes a lot of sense to most people because, yeah, there's lots of precise measurements, locations of plumbing and electrical items to consider, windows and doors that are going to stay in place. If I don't make decisions ahead of time, I'm either going to have to change the things that I've ordered or move electrical and plumbing items or knock down some doors or something. And that can make the project take a lot longer than planned and cost a lot more than I planned. And frankly, I don't really enjoy living without a kitchen for very long. Everything I just described is extremely relevant to your day-to-day work and life as well, even if you aren't sitting there trying to make a kitchen for yourself right now. When you make decisions ahead of time, commit to them, and consistently follow through, you exponentially increase your success rate with the things you tackle. This is because you remove most of the drama and emotions that generally get in the way of getting things done. You don't have to consider yourself a dramatic person to have emotions stopping your progress most of the time. I'm talking about normal emotions like doubt, confusion, worry. And the actions that those lead to, like over-researching, overthinking, procrastinating, indecision, partial action, or half-assed action. I think this concept is best demonstrated with examples applied in real life. In the time management method that I teach, 
A huge part of the process involves making decisions ahead of time. You sit down at the beginning of the week and decide exactly what you will accomplish in the week ahead, how long each thing will take, and when you will do them all. Then you put it all on your calendar, and you do it. The point of planning out your week this way is that at the beginning of the week, none of the drama of the moment has come up yet. You can think clearly and logically instead of emotionally and responsively. The challenge is almost always in the follow-through, because once you start the week, other things always pop up. Last-minute meeting requests, client emergencies, kids getting sick, team members go on vacation, or don't finish their piece of a project on time. Or you have internal issues, like you start second-guessing yourself, deciding to research that tax topic one more time, or run those calculations again just to make sure you did it right. When you trust your plan and you actually follow through with your plan, you'll notice how easy it is to actually get things done. One of the steps is actually to make a list of the obstacles that tend to come up for you during the week that derail you from your plan. Then you create a strategy for each of those obstacles. That means you decide ahead of time how you will respond, what you will make it mean if those things happen. If you've considered it ahead of time, a client emergency on a Wednesday afternoon can start to look very different. What you're likely doing now is something that looks like you dropping everything and rearranging the rest of your week to accommodate it. When you decide ahead of time how you'll respond, you might coach yourself to be confident in telling the client that you'll be happy to help them on the following Tuesday when you have time available on your calendar. And in the meantime, you can point them towards some research or some answers that they could look through and address the issue on their own if they need something sooner, or direct them to a staff member or somebody else that could help them, right? And if you get really into this process, you might decide that your method of responding is actually being preemptive. You might start adding steps into your week to proactively deal with the client and totally eliminate the emergency to begin with. Fascinating, right? Another place where deciding ahead of time helps my clients a lot is in emotional responses. How many times have you wished you weren't so quick to snap at your spouse or your kids that you could stay calm when an employee pisses you off or that you wouldn't freak out while driving home in traffic and some jerk cuts you off? You can control your responses, not by forcefully denying how you feel or by deciding that you're wrong, but by at least understanding why you feel that way. To do this, think about the situations that tend to rile you up right now, before they're happening. Or think of a situation that happened recently and replay it in your mind right now. Do you feel anxious, angry, frustrated when you're thinking about it? It's not even happening right now, but you feel that way, right? That's because you're thinking some very specific thoughts about the other people or situations in your case. What are those thoughts? Identify them. Be specific when you do it. And then ask, is it true? What's actually factual about what you're thinking? Probably not a lot. There's probably a lot of adjectives and emotional sounding words. Now, picture how you want it to be instead. There are multiple ways you can approach this. Here's two that I like to use. One, you could imagine other people behaving the way that you want. Or two, imagine them behaving the same way, but you not feeling upset about it. If they behaved exactly the way you want, how would you feel? and why. That will help you identify your expectations and feelings much more than simply being angry. And then it'll help you decide how you want to respond in the future. And then what would it be like if they behaved in their own special way that they're already behaving, 
and you didn't have the negative feelings. Is there a case where someone else wouldn't be bothered by that behavior? Or is the negative emotion actually valid, but maybe you want it to fuel a different action? Because we don't always want to take something where we feel negative and turn it into a positive feeling. That's not useful. Like we are supposed to have negative emotions. What we don't want to have is negative or unproductive or useless or basically responses that don't work for us, right? That's why we do this work. For example, when an employee does something wrong, you probably don't want to do a happy dance and celebrate it. You want to be a little disappointed or frustrated or something, but it's also not productive to be angry and offended. So you might want to decide ahead of time that when an employee does something wrong, you want to feel curious and calm so that you can either help them learn how to do it right next time, discover where perhaps you didn't communicate something as clearly as necessary, or you can determine other corrective action or consequences. When you take the time to consider these scenarios ahead of time and decide how you want to be in the moment, it makes it much easier to snap out of your instant rage reaction and into a more productive emotional state. Making decisions ahead of time works with pretty much every aspect of your life. If you're worried about an upcoming event, take the time to do one of the exercises we just discussed to examine what it is that you're worried about and why specifically. Almost always, the underlying worry or fear is that we will feel something uncomfortable or think something that we don't want to think about ourselves because of what it means to us and what feeling it creates. When you can identify why and what that will mean about you, you can also decide how you would rather feel and what it would take for you to feel that. To create a feeling for yourself, you need to know what thought or belief would generate that feeling for you. And then you have to practice believing that. That's part of the whole deciding ahead of time. You can't just decide something and then force yourself to feel that way. You've got to practice what it is to be like that. And the fascinating thing about thoughts and beliefs is that the things you believe right now are only true for you because you've thought that same thought over and over for years, probably. Your brain is always looking for evidence to support that and continually reconfirm your beliefs. So if you want to believe something different, you can start practicing by considering the new idea and then looking for evidence of how just maybe it's possible it could be true. All of this is part of the practice of deciding ahead of time. It's not always easy to implement decisions that you make ahead of time, mostly because in the moment when you have to follow through, your brain will offer you all the reasons to not follow through. Sometimes it could be as simple as, I don't feel like it now. The simplest approach to make this change for yourself is to commit to not allowing yourself to entertain those doubts or other thoughts in the moment. But I know we're all human and our brains are very convincing. Take, for example, working out. Let's say that today I decide tomorrow I'm going to go for a three-mile run at 8 a.m. And then I go ahead and stay up late tonight and I don't sleep well and I wake up feeling really tired. And then my husband happens to stay home from work and says, hey, you want to go out for breakfast? And I'm like, oh, well, that sounds kind of fun. You know, I'm kind of sleepy. Maybe I don't really want to go for a run. Maybe it's no big deal. Yeah, it's probably not a big deal to skip the run. I'd rather go out with him. Like, how often do we do that? Okay, if your brain is agreeing with me here, congratulations. We are both human, and this is exactly why change and following through when we want to change our patterns feels so hard. The thing is, there's actually nothing wrong with skipping the run and going out for breakfast. 
However, are those decisions aligned with my larger goals and priorities? If my goal is to run a marathon or lose a certain amount of weight or build a certain amount of muscle or reach a certain fitness goal, maybe those decisions aren't aligned with that and I should reconsider what I'm doing. But if it's not a big deal and I'm just running for fitness and joy and in the moment the joy is different, maybe it's not a problem. The point is that I want you to examine why you're making decisions ahead of time and then not following through. And if it's working for you, if it's creating the ultimate result that you want. And then you can go and look and decide if you want to respond differently next time. So for me, in this case, if I didn't like the result that skipping that one run created, actually, I might look at the bigger picture and be like, am I doing this consistently? Like, do I skip runs a lot of days and come up with reasons that I don't need to go for the run and justify it? Or is this really a one-off and not a big deal? If it's something that I'm doing a lot and I don't like it, I'd probably want to see if I could come up with a better way to follow through and stick to what I decide. Maybe I could do something like go for the run and then get breakfast afterward or invite him to run with me and make the date the run instead of the eating. There's always options for the actions. Like I said, the point really is that when you are making decisions ahead of time, it's giving you an opportunity to get really clear on your priorities. When you have a strong reason why you are deciding to do something at a certain time or a certain way or whatever you're deciding ahead of time, it's much easier to follow through on the decision because you have a reason to fall back on and be like, oh yeah, that's why I care about this. So to sum up the pieces here, making decisions ahead of time is an excellent way to help you get in control of your emotions, manage your thinking or your mindset, and get things done. The keys to making decisions ahead of time are to get clear on your priorities, make the decisions, be very clear about them, commit to the decisions, and follow through. And when I say be clear about the decision, be clear about what it looks like to follow through. Like, how will I know if I followed through on this? That's what I mean by clarity there. And finally, a quick caveat is that you will likely fail at this as you get started a lot, but keep practicing over and over. Because just like building up your stamina or your muscles in your body, it's not a one-time thing. As you practice, you'll learn what works for you. It'll get easier. It'll feel less awkward. You'll start to notice small changes. And then suddenly you'll notice massive results that seemed like they happened out of nowhere overnight. So keep going and you will love the results. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.